morning, good morning, Rock Harbor. Good to see everybody here this morning. Even though you may not know it, there's something to celebrate this morning. If you know Christ Jesus is your Savior, there's something to celebrate this morning. You got a lot to celebrate this morning. So as we enter into praise, we enter into worship. This morning, be completely honest with God about where you're at. If you're broken, if you're hurting, if you're troubled, if you're confused, if you're dealing with things, be honest with God this morning. And I promise you, he'll meet you here. Father, thank you for letting us gather here. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the, the music and the, the, the time of worship. Father, we pray for a blessing upon our pastor and upon the, the word as it comes forth, Lord. Father, we just pray for your, your anointing here, Lord. We, uh, we allow you place here this morning. Father, we ask for your convicting power. And Father, we just pray a, a touch upon everybody here, Lord. We pray that needs be met. And Father, we pray this morning, God, that we, help us to be honest with you about our place and our state that we're in right now, God. Wherever we're at, Lord, I pray that we bring that to you. Yes. And Lord, thank you once again for church. Thank you, yeah, Father amen. God, for Sunday mornings. Thank you, Lord, for Sabbath rest, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. God bless you this morning.
Thank you all others for helping me here and kind of re around. I know we kind of get in our comfortable spot sometimes. So well, what'd you do that for, preacher? There's a reason. We'll find out here in a minute. We don't have to know everything right up front, right? Amen. We think we do, but we don't. You got one of them gadgets, I mean, your purse are on your side. You, you've got used to knowing everything before it happens, almost. But, but we're going, you know, we're going to let God's words settle in. Amen. And the group here—it's not just this group this morning, but it's everybody in this church this morning. That this message is always. It's not a kind of pick and choose and choose targets at all. And I've been accused of that. People's left here telling me, somebody told you what I've been doing, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. And it's not, that's not the message this morning. So don't worry, youngsters. Uh, there's an amazing account in, in God's Word in the book of 1 Timothy. And I'll give you a little backdrop here. Paul was <clears throat> relatively aged at this time, and he took Timothy young Timothy under his wing and he began to lead him into the ministry to develop him so to speak and this is this passage you can go ahead and turn to 1st Timothy this morning that's where we're at chapter 4 this passage is remarkable because Paul gives Timothy the most excellent advice and information I believe that anybody could ever receive now so how do we associate what Paul was telling Timothy, which is now around 2,000 years ago, or a little short of that? How can we relate today to what Paul was telling Timothy? Then how does that apply to Christians today? How does that apply to young people? And, and I, want, I want you to understand this morning, Timothy was relatively young here. Matter of fact, Paul got some, uh, some real odd looks when he told some of them that he was going to take Timothy and began to train him as a minister and they really didn't accept it because Timothy was so young and Paul's question on it but you know the steadfastness of Paul thank God Paul the apostle was he saw something in this young man that was godly he saw something in him that had potential and he knew that within Timothy was definitely purpose because we've all got purpose right amen don't count how many times you've heard me say that in this church. You've all got purpose. Amen. But your purpose doesn't go anywhere until you put it into action. Amen. I held this battery up a moment ago. That battery is, says 1.5 volts on it. And you can lay that battery down and that battery will do absolutely nothing. Until you place it in something that thrives on this battery in order to operate. Uh-huh. You put more than one together in parallel or either in series, either one. The more you put together, guess what? The more voltage you've got. The more power you've got. Look around here this morning in this service today. Look right up here in front. Amen. You talking about potential? Yeah. You talking about purpose? Yes. You talking about ability and talent? Amen. That God will take up and use, folks. We got them in this church. Hallelujah. Praise God. We got some young Timothy. Gender correct this morning or any of that nonsense. What I'm, I'm speaking God's truth this morning. There is purpose in these young people. There's purpose in all of us. Yeah. But I'm, I'm driven this morning, and this this didn't just happen spur of the moment a while ago. This come to me in the middle of the night. You got to do this. You got to arrange these young people in one section because they're getting ready to hear something out of the Word of God this morning. Chapter four. 
Y'all please be attentive to me today because I really believe with all that's within me, there's going to be some development take place right out of this service this morning. Y'all believe that with Amen. me? Amen. Amen. Leaders of tomorrow. Amen. Pastors of tomorrow, maybe. Amen. Teachers of tomorrow. Counselors, good, Christian, God-called counselors of tomorrow. Much needed, right? Right here, possible. A lot of things possible right here. Worship leaders. Amen. Amen. Using talents for God. Amen. Here in this amazing account brought out so wonderfully in this book of, of 1 Timothy, Paul's first writing to and of, of Timothy, in verse 11, he says, These things command and teach. What things? The things I'm getting ready to tell you. The after this conference. See what he starts with first? These things. He hasn't told you what they are yet. But he's getting ready to tell you what they are. These things, he says, command and teach. I'm a youth. How do I command anybody to do anything? I'm, I'm just a youngster. Well, you got to understand and interpret the true meaning of God's word in the language it was written in. So that's where I come and help. Is it okay? And I'm not less than my brother Paul because I don't even make a piece of dust in his shadow, let me tell you. Amen, but can I be your Paul for a little bit this morning? Can y'all be my Timothys? Okay. God puts people in places to assist and to teach others. Amen. Many times, youth in churches are neglected. They're kind of passed off in the corner. And they're let go. And this is something we really didn't take notice at because, and I've, I've commented a lot, and I'm not going to get off on that particular tangent this morning, but what are our youth being taught? What is it that's going in their ears? What is it that they're, they're being commanded and instructed of? There's nothing else that'll work and be effective, folks, other than this right here. Amen. The Word of God. Bible tells all of us, don't worry about the genealogies and the old wives' tales and the stories and all this stuff. Word of God right here. Amen. This is where it's at. Please listen to me this morning. These things command and teach. And what he's talking about here when he says command, he's talking about instruct. Challenge one another. That's what it means. Charge. You know what charge means? Charge others. How do we do that? And then he says... Besides command, he says, and teach. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the young guy. Now, he's dealt with the elders of religion here for quite a while, and they're most of the time in his face because they won't let tradition go. I didn't, we don't let the Word of God go. But, but we can get so bogged down in our ideas and opinions that we can't even allow anybody else to operate. Again, this is what we're looking at right here for the continuance of the gospel. When he said to teach, and this word is very interesting because it literally means when he says to teach, he's talking about using an object to teach. An object lesson. Guess what the object is? This word literally means the object most of the time of a person. Who's the person? You are. Amen. You teach with your life. 
You instruct with your life. It's not saying that you're going to be up here preaching messages like I do or others do. You might. Amen. But you teach by what other people see you do. Amen. What other people hear you say. What, how other people see you act. How other people see you behave. And that's what Paul is stressing here. And folks, this doesn't just go for youngsters. Amen. Okay, let's just go ahead and focus on this four pews or three pews up here. That's who this message. No, it's to all of us. Amen. There's some corrective instruction here. Amen. Corrective criticism. You ever hear that word? If you've been around here, you have. Amen. What's the purpose of that? You can't have instruction, good instruction, unless you've got corrective instruction. Amen. And many times, and I, and I believe Paul here is saying when he says command and teach, that this is the first thing he says, at least in this passage of Scripture, and he's getting ready to tell Timothy how you do that. He says, as a matter of fact, in verse 12, he says, let no man despise your youth. What in the world does that mean? Let no man look at you and think you're nothing just because you're young. I'm going to tell you what, you get charged up with the Word of God and God in your life, you'll run circles around some people that's, that's been right. in church 40 years. Amen. Don't let anybody deny you or put you off in a kid corner somewhere. You can start right now. Most of these sitting right here, I'm looking out here from 6 to what? 19, 20? All in between? I'm going to tell you what, there's some power in this house this morning. Amen. And you let God in. I know it's not popular. That's the thing. I know it is not popular to talk God or to mention God or to pray before you eat. I know that's not popular in your crowd today. But it is with God. Amen. And that's where you got to draw the line. And I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. Sometimes it's very difficult. He said, let no man despise or look down or make light of your youth. Because, Timothy, you've got tremendous potential. You've got awesome ability. See, many times, I'm kind of like, I'm, again, I'm being Paul here this morning, kind of. I can look out. I can even look at adults. And God's given me kind of this ability to read people. And sometimes I'm thinking, man, I wish they'd move. Man, I wish they'd come out of that shell. Because once they do, they're going to be a powerhouse for Jesus. Woo. But it's like this battery here. Oh. It can't do nothing by itself. But be thou an example of the believers. An example of the believers, of those that that are trustworthy, those that have placed their trust and their confidence in God and lived their life for God, be an example of that. And again, I know full well that is not popular today. Everything else is popular that will lead you away from God instead of lead you toward Him. Amen. But I'm going to tell you what, every one of you can make a huge difference. Individually, and you talk about group difference. You see these altars? Everybody sees these altars, right? right yeah. Well, they're nice decorations. Yeah. Matter of fact, I built them about 1998. But I didn't build them to be a decoration. Amen. Now, I thought they needed to be pretty because they're in God's house. Amen. Supposed to do our best, right? Yeah. You know what I built these altars for? 
people to come to. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm going to tell y'all, one of y'all is going to have to break loose and do this. Amen. It's going to take one of you. One catalyst, Brother Sean. Amen. One of you. Somebody's got to move. When you do, others will follow. I promise you that. But as long as we're locked down and locked in and we're looking here and we're looking there to make sure. <laughs> I'm just giving you good, sound advice this morning. Yep. And I'm not trying to force you to make you do anything. I'm saying the Holy Spirit has a way of urging you and prompting you you need to do something. I don't know if that's happened. I believe it probably has to some of you. That I need to go somewhere and I need to seek God and these altars, that's what they're for. Uh-huh, y'all too and me too. Amen. I've seen it, folks. One foot move and you have a Holy Ghost breakout. Come on, man. One of y'all's foot move, the right I'm gonna tell you what, y'all ain't gonna be the only ones follow. Amen. I'm telling you what, there's a bunch of us aged out here, it's gonna get real excited. And I'm one of them. You might not be able to hold me and Brother Jimmy down. We may be changing off running around this church. Because you're much needed. I'm telling you, you're needed. Yeah. We got to have you full of God, full of the Holy Spirit. And not just for that, but your life will be just a wonderful example of what godliness really is. This world's got some kind of fake aspect of it. But it ain't the real one. You experience God when you surrender to him and you give your life to him, and you give it all to him. Amen. Listen to what Paul's telling Timothy here. This continues. First he said, be an example of the believers. Be a walking, talking, living example of those who trust in Christ Jesus. When he says believers here, he's not using that term lightly. He's talking about bona fide, 100%. And when, when, when you take these instructions or this encouragement or this urging up that Paul's given Timothy here and you begin to apply it in your life and turn loose and let go and use your abilities and use your talents and use your inspirations and use your Holy Spirit gifts, there ain't no telling what might happen. Amen. And that's okay because I'm waiting to see. <laughs> Amen. And I'm going to rejoice when I do. How about the rest of it? I'm going to rejoice Amen. when I do. Praise yeah. God. I've got faith in you. i got faith in you. We're going to see something awesome taking place right here in this church. Yes. Be an example of believers in word. How many times has my ears been literally burned off of my head by some of the language that we hear today? Yeah. When it says in word, it's talking about Godly word, proper word, good moral things. This word is actually logos, and it means that which is spoken out of your mouth. Makes a huge difference in how others see you and how God can deal with you and work with you. Awesome. Word has power. Amen. Words have power. Lies have power. They're words. They have power. But I'm telling you what, when you get the Holy Spirit lit up in your life, and he begins to give you words to speak. And I'm standing here before you speaking from experience. I'm not telling you some fairy tale of something that, that's way out there in yonder land. I'm telling you something that's entirely available. God will direct your life. He will inspire you. He, he will give you words to speak to other people. Amen. To help other people. To encourage yourself. And when you start doing that as a group. Potential increases with numbers. Yeah. Exponential with God, it gets exponential. We know what exponential is. How many times you heard me use the term? When it gets exponential, it's dynamic. It's awesome. God will do that with a 
Well, we're not a mega church, Brother John. We don't have 10,000 youth and all this stuff. No, we don't, but we got y'all. Amen. 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 We don't need stuff we need y'all. We need the potential that you have. We need the awesome power packed up in each of you that you have. Kind of like the battery. I used to work with explosives a lot. I blew things up. I'm still blowing things Amen. up. Amen. Is that all right? Amen. We blow the devil all to pieces, but I'm telling Hallelujah. you, when this stuff comes, when y'all get turned loose, the devil gets blown to pieces. Yep. But in the beginning, this this little object lesson, not using a person, but it's using a thing. You ever hear of dynamite? Two major ingredients of dynamite, nitroglycerin. Two little components. Can't do anything by themselves much. But you put them together, and you got to be careful, but they still don't do a whole lot. You put them together, and if you just set them down, it just sits there. Y'all going to have to get with me on this one. But when you <laughs> shake it up a little bit, praise God, you talk about explosive in power. Shake them up. Come, can y'all shake up? Can y'all just give me a plug? Shake it up a little bit. Come on. Help me out. Come on. Get to the start. Get ready. I believe this is prophetic. Amen. Hmm. A bone. Y'all. And y'all as well. Let's look. In word, in conversation. Now this doesn't mean we don't talk about words. Conversation here is talking about behavior and lifestyle. What others say you do. How you act. <coughs> uh -huh. Why is he telling Timothy all this? Why can't he just say, okay, Timothy, you're a member of our youth group. Just head yonder and do whatever you want to. Because he knows that won't work. You'll fall on your face before you get started. you got to have biblical instruction. you got to have godly instruction. you got to receive from the power that knows how to direct you and guide you and bless you and keep you and preserve you, save you. Mm -hmm. Conversation. It's all right, y'all may be thinking back, young people, you know, their minds are brighter than mine for sure, and they can remember a whole lot better. You might be thinking back to switches and maybe call it whoopings or whatever when you got out of line. That's okay. A lot of adults have done the same thing. You ain't by yourself, and they're still done. Yeah. Amen. Oh, I don't know if I can get amen there or not. See, but you know, when you, 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 you get a hold of this and you get this in you, you start living it. That's what conversation is. When the scripture most of the time speaks conversation, it's talking about you begin to apply it and you begin to live it and you begin to do what it is that you're instructed to do. That's your behavior. Again, that reinforces your relationship with God and, and it really it intensifies it. But then it also gives this crowd out here that's looking at you an ability to look and say, well, whoa, wow. Look at them, listen to them. And I'm not saying everybody's going to ever agree with you. I will tell you this. People will make fun of you, but you got to toughen up. That goes along with this. I believe that's between the lines here, really. Amen. I believe somewhere down the road, Paul told Timothy, you got to toughen up if you're going to run this road. You've you got to get a tough skin on you and be compassionate and loving at the same time. Now, that's a tough one. Yeah. Amen. That's a tough one. They may talk about you, but you got to love them at the same time. They may ridicule you because you're a church kid. 
Are you one of them little Christians? Right? We're having all this fun out here in the world, partying and going and blowing and doing all this stuff, and y'all are sitting in a church house. Oh, ain't that boring? Ain't boring? To, I hope it's not boring to you. It's getting ready for sure not to be. I'm speaking Amen. prophetically. It's getting ready to take place. It's going to turn loose right here. Mm. Y'all believe that? Anybody in your crowd believe that this morning? Do you believe you've got what God put in you to start with and He wants you to put into action and see great, awesome, wonderful, powerful things? Absolutely. Don't ever limit yourself. Amen. Don't let, again, where we started, don't let anybody else limit you. Amen. Church people will limit you. Come on. They might not do it intentionally, and it's for a lot of reasons. Sometimes it's out of pure envy. You get charged up and lit up, you may be up here preaching a message in a few months. <laughs> There's always going to be somebody envious, especially if you're successful and prosperous in spirit or any other way. But don't let it affect you. Just keep going for God. In charity, I'm reading the scriptures, in charity, what he's saying is be an example, and he begins to list this. This is what I told you was going to come afterwards of commanding and teaching. He said, command and teach these things. You can't be an effective teacher, I don't believe, until you experience what you're teaching. Come on. Amen. There's a lot of that going on, by the way. Amen. You read it out of a book and you throw it out there at them and you call it the gospel. And I'm not saying it isn't in a great way, but experience is worth a lot when you, in, in anything. I ain't going to get on no plane if the pilot just read a book and told me he could fly a plane. I want to know that dude's flown a plane, right? Amen. That's, again, you know, their scripture says, know those that labor among you. I'm a laborer. That's what I am. I'm not a, a king on the throne. That's Jesus. I'm a laborer with you to help you, to encourage you, to to bring you about. And if, if you got questions, never hesitate to find somebody that, that you can trust and talk to them. Amen. Ask them a question. If you don't understand something, ask. We want to encourage you. We want to see you prosper. We want to see you progress. And matter of fact, that's all over this thing right here. Amen. Prospering and progression in God's work, God's life. I'm not saying that you got to take up a minister posi position or any position. We all got some kind of position if we're Christians. Yep. Praise God. Foot of the cross, that's a position. That's where we're at, right? Thanking God, thanking Jesus for what we've got. Charity's love. That's what this means. It says charity, but it means love. I'm going to charge you. Remember what I said a while ago? I'm going to challenge you, each one. If you can read, go to the book of 1 Corinthians and read chapter 13. Not right now, but at some point. I want you to see what love is according to God. And take time and think about it and look at it. And, and, and there's a lot of things there, and you're going to have to look at each and every one. But God pretty well tells you that if you don't have love, you're not going to succeed very far. Amen. And that's his kind of love. That's what this is talking about. You've you got to have love for people. you got to have compassion. You've got to have mercy. And, and, you know, we'd like to think that we're just born with that. But there's plenty of evidence running all over the place that ain't true. Amen. Yeah. And some people have absolutely lost any that they ever had. And this society is greatly lacking yeah. in that. But you don't have to be. Amen. See, scripture, these scriptures are here for a reason. That's to give us good godly guidance. Give us a good start right off, right off the, the running plates. I mean to go and go for God. 
He continues and he said, in spirit. Be an example in spirit. Hmm. That word literally means breath. That God breathed into you, into you when you got life. But it also is talking about the supernatural phenomena of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. And be an example in the Spirit. See, this, there's a progression here that maybe you fail to see, but it, it continually advances because he's moving here and he's saying in Spirit, when spiritual things begin to mean something to you, when you begin to identify and experience and know, man, there's something supernatural going on in my life. So if there is, if the Holy Spirit has given you something, what are you supposed to do with it? Plug it in, right? Amen. And let it work. It might not be very big. You know that dynamite I was talking about a while ago? You know I can take uh, about 100,000 pounds of it. You know how much that is? And I can take a couple of wires. And I can put this little battery in a little box. And I can hook them wires to it. And you know what happens when I push that button? It all explodes. Come on, amen. I'm telling you, God has got what you need. You just got to turn it loose. Amen. And you don't have to wait till you're 50 or 60 years old. You got it right now. Amen. If you've got Jesus, you've got it right now. Yep. He says in faith. In faith. Amen. Be an example in faith. You got faith? Amen. Belief? Trust in God? Don't be ashamed of it. Be an example, an outward appearance, an observation that others can make, that others can see, that may draw their attention to a life in God. Impurity. Hmm. Well, they find out at a young age nowadays what that means, don't they? Impurity. Let's talk about that a minute. And I'm not just drumming on y'all this morning. I'm going to repeat this. I'm not just drumming on y'all. There's a lot of folks in these word in this area. Amen. When you're pure for God, you're pure for God. Yeah. You don't meddle with sin one day and bounce back into church the next and then go out and meddle in it again and keep coming back and forth. That's not pure, folks. What's being told to Timothy here is by Paul, Paul saying, Timothy, I'm giving you advice that will take you places. I'm, taking, I'm giving you advice that will lead you through the entirety of your life and well. You'll come out well if you heed it. Your ministry will be great. But you can't even be a preacher and just preach and say, don't do what I do, just do what I say. We do what God says, right? Purity. Holiness. We, we tune our lives up with God's Word, with the Scriptures. And to some, that might sound very boring. Well, that's just an old book and I'm kind of Listen to me. Please hear this. The potential in you is waiting to be unleashed. Amen. Oh, yes. Amen. This you right here this morning can draw I'm not gonna limit you can draw thousands of youngsters through these doors. Yep. Well this Amen. is just a little church, Brother John. You're kinda getting on after. We ain't gonna be here forever. Y'all get going good, we'll get you one. Yep. Amen. It's well on the way. We like a little bit. You know what I'm picking that? I admit I've been disappointed because I thought, what are we going to have that thing? It's going to be going, and that ain't the way God works it out. 
the more I read God's word, the more I find out there's work required. Yeah. Uh -huh. And there's got to be a need. Yeah. What do you want to build a million dollar church for when you got five or ten shows up on Sunday night? Or middle of the week? Or nobody? You got to have help. You got to have workers. You got to have teachers. You got to have this. You got to have. See, God knows what He's doing. He's observing all the time. And the worst lesson we can give these youngsters right here is expect them to do something that we don't do. Amen. Mm -hmm. I know it stings. <laughs> I know it does. But if we are going to be examples, yeah. we're going to be examples? Yeah. Or are we just going to tell them what they need to do? And then run crying to somebody when they hadn't been told and they're in trouble out here and now we're going to start screaming and hollering. You start them off right and you give them... Paul is giving Timothy encouragement here. This is what... Get them on this road and you won't have a lot of worries down the road. Amen. This is it, Timothy. Learn this. This is, this is great stuff. But if you don't get this stuff, you're never going to get anything. You're going to head the wrong direction. First thing he probably done was give up if Timothy hadn't heeded. But he didn't. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Okay, what's, your, what's your doctrine? Y'all know what a doctrine is? I'll show you one. It's right here. I don't know how many of you read this, but you need to. Read it slow. I don't know your reading ability. I'm not even talking about it. Of course, it's like in anything in life. Some people are better at things than others. Again, don't let somebody limit your ability because they tell you, well, you ain't worth nothing because you can't do this or you can't do that or you're, you're not effective. Listen to me. God will use anybody. Amen. Amen. You know who God used the most? Perfect people. If you read the Bible, you know God used imperfect people more than he used anybody else. You know what? He done something with them and he took them places. And now they're recorded in the Holy Word of God because they followed God, they lived for God, they were obedient to Him, and they succeeded. Amen. Hmm. Neglect not the gift, verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee. Amen. Don't say, oh well. Or doesn't really matter that much. When he says don't neglect it, it means pay attention, careful attention to it. Understand and know that within you there is something called God potential that is waiting for you to make that click in you or whatever your connection with the Holy Spirit, whenever that happens, and say, yes, I'm going to respond to this. God has given me this. Now I'm going to turn it loose and let it go. Amen. Come on. I'm going to quit being sheepish. I'm going to quit denying. I'm going to quit refusing. I'm going to turn loose what God has given me, and I'm going to apply it, and I'm going to see people blessed. Amen. And at the same time, I'm going to be rewarded because I'm going to see the joy of seeing other people because of some little something in me that God gave me the ability and the potential to do. I'm going to see somebody walk down the aisle one day and give their heart to Jesus, and then more is going to. See, that's the way it works. Amen. But as long as we bottle them up and keep them in a corner and say, y'all stay over here and, and kind of give you that attitude, we don't count. 
I'm gonna make a bold statement. Y'all count more than we do. Because y'all's the future. We're almost, I'm almost past. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I already is one. But I ain't yet. I keep speaking words of encouragement, especially to all of you. Love all of you. This church loves y'all. Wants the best for you. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given unto thee by prophecy. Let's talk about that in a minute. That's inserted in there for a reason. Which was given to thee by prophecy. Now it goes on and says, by the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Let's talk about which was given unto thee by prophecy for a minute. That literally means by no natural means. It wasn't something natural that gave you what you got. Amen. It was someone supernatural. Amen. His name is God. Amen. Oh, oh, thank you, Lord. You may feel very limited this morning. Praise the Lord. And I want you to know, I want you to listen real careful to this. Maybe you are reserved because you are limited in some aspect. Turn loose what you've got. Put it in God's hand. Tell God, God, I may not be much. I may not have much. I may have this flaw in my life. I may have this inability. And God, I'm giving it all. I'm giving the whole thing to you. And I'm, getting, I'm releasing. God, here I am. Take me and use me. Use my life. Lead me into whatever it is you want me to do. And help me to do it, God, with all my might. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Was given thee by prophecy. See, God, by his supernatural ability, installed, and, and I'm going to say within every Christian, if you're truly genuine, blood bought, and received Jesus as Lord and Savior, he's installed supernatural abilities in you. Some of those have not even begun to sprung to fruition yet. They're kind of like the battery I keep holding up. They're just waiting to be turned loose. Amen. They're waiting. In, in, in this, listen, you're, you may probably not going to be anything dynamic right off the start. And I know in our world today, if you're not dynamic, you don't really count for much. I'll tell you this. There's people that get a lot of notoriety. I'm not after notoriety. I'm after souls. Amen. Amen. But dotted across America, there's little church houses scattered throughout the mountains and the plains and the cities and all this with people that can preach circles around some that claim to be the greatest. Amen. And they started out setting black spots like this. <laughs> You may be one. Reading on. With the laying on of the hands of the presbytery, and I'm trying to hurry, we got a little bit more to go. This this is speaking. And, and I've seen this, and this is a warning, this is a caution. Be careful who you let come up, lay hands on you, say you're gonna do yeah. this or you're gonna do that. Oh, I've got direction for you. Just listen to me. I've seen so many people fouled up with that. It's not even funny. Yeah. 
This is talking about the aged elders, the mature Christians, those that are gifted of the Holy Spirit to lay hands on people and to encourage them and advise them and to, and it's kind of a supernatural thing that, that they have the ability to convey spiritual gifts to others by that particular prophetic laying on of hands. Now that's what is taking place that he's telling Timothy here. That's been done for you. You've received gifts. The Holy Spirit gives us gifts Amen. to use. Amen? There's a lot of depth in that, and there's a lot more room for explanation, but we don't have time for that this morning. Here we are, verse 15. Meditate upon these things. Interact. Meditate upon these things. This is what meditate means. It's kind of a little bit of a stringy long word. You might not know what it means, but give thought. Begin to think about these things. These things that we've already talked about, this spirit and faith and purity and these other things that Paul was telling Timothy about. Using the term meditate upon these things, he's talking about brand them in your mind. This is your navigational system that will direct you where you go, wherever you go, anytime you go, wherever it is. I'm talking God's Word. I'm talking about these, these super powerful pieces of advice that Paul is explaining to Timothy here that you need. You take these things, meditate upon them. They will become a pattern for your life when you meditate on them. Amen. If you just pass them off and take them lightly, you're never going to get anywhere with God. But when you meditate on them and you take these scriptures and, and you ask God, help me to understand what this means. Help me to be able to explain to others what this means. It also has an, uh, an aspect in the definition of it that allows your imagination to plan out your future. How about that one? Praise God. With the help of what? The advice. Amen. The Word of God. Absolutely able to do that. Every one of you sitting here this morning, this Word is able to help you through meditating upon it. And when you meditate, guess who gets involved? the Holy Spirit Amen. and he begins to assist you and help you to map your future out in God do not get in this Amen. I hope because man this has been all over me meditate upon these things give thyself wholly to them wholly to them not a little bit here's the problem not a little bit but holy. Well, that's kind of scary because I got this other stuff and these other friends and all. I'm going to tell you, listen to me. You're going to have to lose friends sometimes if you're going to get in here. Yeah. Amen. I'm not saying it's easy. I did. I got that shy look and that shine away from them. Before long, some of them were more distant than they were before because they didn't like what I was anymore. That's going to happen. I'm not trying to, to cause you not to want. I'm trying to encourage you and tell you these are things that's likely to happen. Give yourself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Thy progress. A life with God. They're going to observe it. They're going to be able to see it. It's going to be evident. You are going to be an example. 
a young lady or a young man that had living a godly life that that's aspiring and just you know seeking God in their life and and then it comes to courting and it comes to marriage and and decisions I'm gonna tell you this is what helps you in life this is what takes you down the right road right here that's what Paul is saying it's able to do that and you all like the idea of helping others We live in a society today where most nobody wants to help anybody anymore. There's multitudes out there dying in the streets because of that. Talked to somebody the other day. It's a church that couldn't even get a pastor called. Because nobody's interested anymore. There's better things to do. As our profiting may appear to all, to everyone, Last verse. This is maybe the one I really want to pound on. But man, you done pounded long enough. We're going to get this one. We can't do without this one. Take heed. Take heed what? Unto thyself is what my Bible says. Look in the mirror. Pay attention to what you're looking at. And this literally means be accusatory in the process. What does that mean? Be willing to accuse yourself when you see bad things in the mirror. Amen. And go to work on it. You're all, most of you there have got a conscience and you're at the age you know different between right and wrong. You don't have to raise your hands, but I, I believe I'm correct. Call it examining. Taking a closer look. And this is something, if you really read into it and you understand it, it's talking about continually. And I'm going to tell everybody else in this church, including me, you better be doing that on a regular basis. The self will fool the daylights out of you. Yeah. Wow. Look in that mirror, boy, look at that. Woo! Instead of, oh my goodness. But the oh my goodness really helps us when we identify it we do something about it because what are we doing when we do something about something negative or something harmful or something hurtful in our life and we see it and we make that accused self okay self you got to do something about this maybe something small maybe something big but little things lead to bigger things that's the purification process that's what it is that leads you to greater places this is something that's absolute you have to do take heed unto thyself Self, the biggest enemy, Amen. the meanest one, can be right. right. But you got to do it. And unto the doctrine, take heed unto the doctrine. If you observe this, and then you look at self, you're going to identify with self the problems it's got, because the doctrine's going to point them out to you, because you already know them because you've read the doctrine or the word. Continue in them. Continue in them. It's got to be continuous. For in do, listen to this last line of the message this morning. For in 
doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear you. Amen. Amen. In doing this, you will save yourself and them that hear you. Them that listen to what they're hearing. You got potential to do greater things than you can even imagine. Amen. I know you think, well, I'm just a student in a little school in a little spot in a great big world. And in my mind right now, I don't count for much and I really can't do much. That's not what God says. God says you can do much. And most of the people God used were pulled out of little bitty places. Some of them were hiding in the desert because <laughs> there's outlaws. Others couldn't talk plain. Moses couldn't talk plain. He had a stutter or something. What's one of the names that you, other than Jesus and maybe a few others, that you remember? Moses. Led the children of Israel through the wilderness, out of the captivity of the Egyptians, out of bondage to the promised land. Amen. Never limit yourself. Would you stand? As these youngsters are up here this morning, those of you that would and that are able to, and you can't get up here, that's okay. I want you to form a shroud around them. You may have to move to do it. Come on, we can use everybody that'll come. Some of you here, you know the dips and the dives, and you know the the temptations and all the things that these youngsters face, and you know that there's opposition everywhere they turn. But with the power of prayer unleashed, and this goes along with these scriptures, the power of prayer unleashed. And y'all gonna have to be in the receive mode. It's dead serious time, okay? Everything's serious. Because we're getting ready to invoke the power of God into your lives. Amen. You might not fully understand what that means right now, but we're gonna pray it. It may be later you pick up with it, but we're gonna pray it right now. Because of these people you see gathered and circled around you, they're getting ready to pray for you, and we're gonna join all of our prayers together for you because we love you and we do want the best for you and we want to encourage you and we want you to have the good proper teaching and advice that will lead you down a good road of life instead of one that's like I see so much of out here. We're going to do it. Y'all join in with me right now. Heavenly Father, we come today. And Father God, we call upon your mighty name out of the glory of heaven and we ask you, Lord God, to touch these youngsters' lives. I pray for these youth that before long they're going to be men and women, Lord, and families their own. God, Father, they're the future of this church, they're the future of your church, and we pray right now, we plead the blood of Jesus over them. 
Father God, we invoke blessings from on high upon their lives, each and every one of them, Lord, every youth, God, that enters into this church. I pray, God, Father, that they begin to release the potential within them, Lord God. Lord God, to let go and let the Holy Spirit bless them and deal in their lives, that other people can be blessed, that other people can be saved, that other people can see the joy of the Lord in their lives. God, Father, they be empowered with the Holy Spirit, Lord God, moved and stirred by the power of the supernatural Almighty God on high. And Lord God, we, we pray over them right now and we just release your holy presence upon them, Lord God, to move in their lives, God, and just bless them mightily and wonderfully and gloriously, God, right now. In the name of Jesus, keep your hand upon them, protect them, watch over them, Lord, we pray. A hedge of power around them, Lord God, and anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Close this service out. We're going to further encourage you, and I'm not trying to run the clock on around, but just everybody here, speak a word of encouragement in the passing, shaking hands, whatever, from these youngsters. Thank God for you. I thank God for every one of you. If you follow these scriptures, if you do what has been spoken this morning, you'll see others drawn in. Others of your rank, your kind, young that need help, that are living in miserable homes out here that have, that many have, I'm not even going there. You need to lead other people to God. God has made a way and a, a reason and a purpose for some of you right here that you wouldn't even have. God arranged it. And God can do the same thing for those that you mingle among every day, that you know need help. They need somebody. They need hope. Every one of you has that potential. God bless you. In Jesus' name, we love you. Okay. Dismiss. God bless you. Yes, you can. Yes. Yes, tonight, 6 o'clock, community center. Come get together and have a meal. Bring food, bring whatever, bring something. Main thing, bring yourself. And we're going to have another good time of fellowship. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, I've been on on fire lately because of these youth and I run it by the pastor and I've started uh, an event for these youth that's going to be called Second Saturday every second Saturday of every month from here on out until God changes my mind there's going to be a service just for these youth yes. Yes. that way nobody will get confused on what day it is the second Saturday of every month there will be something. I will need help. I can't do this on my own. Six o'clock every evening. Be over at the youth building until we may move it around. We may do something different every second Saturday. But God's inspired me that I've sat still too long. I'm the one that God's placed as a youth director over these kids. And I've sat still too long. It's time to move. It's time to move or I'm going to lose them. And I don't want to lose any of them. I want every one of them.
on every one of these youth to stay where they are, to stay focused on God. Because there's a lot of us here, a lot of us adults standing in this circle, that we lost that focus growing up. We lost that focus because there was nobody there that had your back. Let me tell you what, I've got your back. These people got your back. But better than that, Jesus Christ has your back. cried like this in a long time but I know where I wandered I know where I ventured through life and I know it took me a lot of years to get back to being focused on God don't lose your focus and if I have anything to do with it I'm going to help you keep focused on God Great power in the house. Amen. Amen. God bless you. See you tonight down the way. Come, let's have a good time. Be dismissed in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord.